Hi, gorgeous, gorgeous girls and men, whoever I have the pleasure of speaking to today. First off, happy Friday. I hope your day is going absolutely amazing. I hope that the sun is beaming as bright as you can, where you are. And I hope that your day is filled with joy and new experiences. So, I don't know why my voice is very deep. I mean, it's very early this morning. (laughs) And um, recently, I've been drinking a lot more caffeine. A lot more coffee, okay? You didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you guys anyways. I used to be addicted to Dunkin', okay? This isn't... I don't even know if this is, like, a thing. I guess I'm an (laughs) ex-Dunkin' addict. Um, (laughs) I kid you not, I would drink a cup of duncan every single day for two years straight every i kid every single day for two years straight and eventually i cut off that habit um but it was not easy okay and listen closely to this okay because it's gonna coincide with today's not lesson but you know message i feel as if my messages are lessons though you know but anyways so Yeah, you can be addicted to caffeine, okay? And it's not really healthy. It causes heart problems. It causes, um, you know, delayed cognitive function when you don't rely on it as much. And, you know, caffeine withdrawals are severely detrimental to your health. (laughs) Because, like, when I don't consume caffeine on a daily basis, I get intense migraines and I get severely nauseated. Now, I'm not saying this happens to everybody, okay? But personally, it has happened to me and it's not fun. Like the past two days, I kind of like cut back on the caffeine. I was like, okay, you know what? I see myself, you know, going back into the unhealthy cycle of relying on caffeine to get through the day. And then I try to go to sleep and I can't. Or I have struggle, or I struggle to, you know, be as productive because I don't have the caffeine. And I'm like, uh oh. So I take a step back and I'm like, okay, how did this start? You know, like, how did this slight coffee addiction, Duncan addiction start again? Okay, because I feel it's starting again. And I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Because I was studying and. You know, there was this one day I was feeling like really sluggish and, you know, I suffer from ADHD a little bit and, you know, usually caffeine has the um, opposite effect on a brain with ADHD. It actually calms your nerves and it, it basically like, I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So it depends on the person. So There are some studies that have found that caffeine can boost concentration for people that suffer with ADHD since it is a stimulant. And then on the other hand, it can cause anxiety in people with ADHD. Personally, it calms me and I'm able to concentrate, which is why, you know, I bought a nice little large iced coffee when I was studying. And I remember it it was that first sip and I was like, oh, no, (laughs) because it's like a an oxytocin release and that's not healthy and I'm not saying it's like bad for you but it is bad for you when you know you have an addictive personality 
And personally, I am a person who suffers from an addictive personality. And I've unlearned my addictive behaviors. And, you know, I talk about healthy coping mechanisms in one of my episodes, but I didn't really talk about how to unlearn, you know, the unhealthy coping mechanisms and unlearn toxic behaviors. And I feel like that's so important. And, you know, if you suffer from addiction and let's say you relapse and you beat yourself up over it, I want you to know that everything is going to be okay. Don't beat yourself up over it, okay? Because you are human. It's natural. It happens to people. And you are doing the best you can. The first step is to acknowledge, hold on, I'm getting back into my old behaviors. Why am I doing this? Let's assess how I'm feeling. Let's assess the situation, okay? Like I did with the coffee. I'm using this coffee as a prime example. So why did I feel the need to have coffee? Well, one, I was tired. Two, I could not focus. Three, it helps me concentrate, you know? So, and what am I, you know, in the previous uh, episodes, learning healthy or healthy coping mechanisms, a point I could use to help myself in this situation would be, what is another, you know, positive resource that I could use to help me concentrate, you know? Obviously, you say, well, you can just get medicated for ADHD, but you guys know how I feel about that, right? So, I don't know, maybe I could try non-caffeinated coffee but that that's kind of like there's no point because like the caffeine helps me so i don't know maybe i'll have to do some research into that talk to a doctor about that but the point is guys i noticed myself going back into my unhealthy behaviors and when i thought about it i was like huh you know this can be applied to like my daily life in my relationships and have you ever had a relationship where you feel like you're in a cycle and it's just like the same cycle with a different person whether it be a new friend whether it be a new boyfriend or girlfriend whether it be a coworker, and it's like deja vu you feel like you've lived this cycle out before you've lived these you know, experiences, these arguments, these disagreements, and you're like, why do I keep attracting this, you know, same person in a different body, okay? I'm here to tell you, it's because you have not unlearned the unhealthy behaviors, you have not unlearned the cycle, you have not unlearned the toxic traits. Guys, do not settle for less than you deserve if you are, you know, lonely or you feel as if the support you have isn't really fulfilling you okay don't settle for people that give you a sense of being comfortable because it's all you know it's what you're used to okay and that can be applied to friends family acquaintances you know co-workers let's say you left an old job and you left for a reason. Let's say your coworkers were disrespectful to you. Let's say they, you know, talked bad about you. And, you know, it's work. You can't really control that, right? But you can control what you allow yourself to put up with, okay? And let's say you're like, you know what? I love myself. 
I don't want to deal with those people who make me feel less than what I am because I know I'm worthy of a better workplace of or being around better people. And you guys, you can't let other people being miserable affect how you feel about yourself because I understand, you know, it pays bills. It lets you get the job done. But I'm here to tell you, if you've been questioning whether you should stay somewhere where you feel as if your value is being undermined or disrespected or, you know, you just feel like, man, this is not who I am. This is not what I believe in. This is not what I stand for. This is not what I want. This is not what I want to, you know, perceive myself as. This is not what I want to align myself with. It's for a reason, okay? I'm here to tell you God has a bigger purpose and plan for you. Every single step that you have taken to get to this point in your life is for a reason. If you have those feelings, it's it's okay. Your feelings are valid. If you feel as if this job is not for you and the people there are not for you and you deserve better, you do. Okay? You deserve so much more. My advice is to stick with it while you can. Okay? Give yourself time. Okay? Don't rush anything. If you want to take the risk and just quit the job, I'm not saying do it, but do it and have faith. Okay? I'm not saying, you know, lose your responsibilities and your financial stability, but if you really want it, you're going to find a way. Find a way to pray, okay? <laughs> Praying gets you along the way, okay? And guys, I'm here to tell you I would not still be here right now without prayer. That's that's how you know prayer is so powerful, okay? God has really helped me on my journey to finding myself and finding my self-worth. And for the longest time, I would push away, you know, my feelings and the need to work on myself. And, you know, I would pray to God to really guide me and heal my heart. And I'm guiding you guys to go to God for your struggles as well, okay? If you're not religious, I completely understand. I'm not forcing you to try it out, okay? I'm just suggesting that it could help you, okay? Because, you know, when you force someone to, like, you know, believe in something, it makes them want to do the complete opposite. And I get that because when I grew up, I was forced to be Christian. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I was forced to go to church every single weekend. And I was like, I don't like this. So I did the opposite. I rebelled and I did whatever I wanted. And instead of living for God and having my own personal relationship with God, I was living for the world and I was completely dissatisfied and just empty. And now that I have turned my life to God, I may not have as much as I did have when I was living for the world, but what I have on the inside is so much more meaningful and substantial and fulfilling because you could have absolutely nothing but your spirit is filled with contentment because of Jesus Christ but anyways and you know I remember before I turned my life to God I was so unhappy like I was just dreading my life And I was so thankful for the people in my life. And I still am thankful for the people in my life. But I just knew that I could do better. I deserve better in every single aspect of my life. But I was not 
taking action on it. And when I was taking action on it, it was just me not really thinking. I was just kind of like doing, doing, doing versus, okay, hold on. I need to do something where it feels right, where I can just go by faith. And guys, I'm here to tell you, faith does take you a long way, okay? God has a plan for you. And his plan is bigger than you've ever imagined. It's not going to happen in one day, okay? It's not going to happen in maybe a month. But he sees where you're going, even when you don't. So just trust him, okay? And you will be at peace, Now, don't confuse that for being lazy, okay? You still have to put in the work. (laughs) But it's going to pay off and you're going to be so happy that you took that leap of faith to get to the next level. And, you know, your faith will be tested. Obviously, you're going to be tested in ways you don't like. Maybe you might be homeless. Maybe you might, you know, not be able to pay your bills. Maybe you might lose your car. Maybe you might have to... I don't know, ask other people for money, but all those steps will get you to where he wants you to be and where you'll feel happy, okay? And guys, unlearning unhealthy behaviors can also mean unlearning negative, you know, mindsets. And I can use my own personal experience to, you know, exemplify what I mean by that statement. For the longest amount of time, I struggled with really, you know, believing in myself. I would always go to external people or external resources or outlets for validation to, you know, justify what I wanted. I'd be like, hey, do you think that I could do this? Or, hey, do you think this is a good idea? Versus just trusting myself and listening to my instincts and my gut saying, you know what? I can do this. I don't need anyone to tell me what I can do. I know I can do it, okay? So unlearn those unhealthy behaviors to where you feel as if you need other people to validate your journey and guys when you think about it people don't really care what you're doing okay and if they do it's because they don't feel they don't feel you know happy with what they're doing for themselves they don't feel as if what they're doing is good enough and they can that can be you know deeply rooted to how they were raised Now, I don't like to bring up race on here, but it's going to help, you know, describe today's message. So, I when I grew up, I I had friends of like from different ethnicities and races and, you know, I actually really enjoyed that and I think it plays, you know, a big part in how I grew up and how I am today because, you know, I was friends with people from different ethnicities. So I understand how they were raised. And, you know, people are raised differently. You know, Asian parents might parent differently than black parents and black parents might parent differently from white parents. And it's it's statistically proven. So you can't you can't say that's wrong. (laughs) Okay, your opinion is valid, but it is it is statistically and science, not scientifically, statistically proven. You know, there is a stigma that, you know, black parents are a little bit more aggressive and emotionally neglectful and it's statistically proven whereas white parents are a little bit more affectionate and soft on their children asian parents are more strict on their children and they are very you know conservative towards their upbringings you know they usually have them 
in a very corporate lifestyle. They want them to do something very, you know, serious. I wouldn't say serious, but just very (sighs) societal. Like, (laughs) like, let's say like, you know, an Asian child is like mommy or mom, I want to be a famous painter. And they're like, that's not realistic. You need to become a doctor, you know? And I'm not trying to, you know, sound stereotypical or disapprove of the way they raise people. I'm just saying that's an example of how they raise, you know, closed-minded children. And white parents do it too. Black parents do it too. But it just depends. And, you know, you have to unlearn those toxic behaviors, okay? Now, let's say they shoot their dreams down. So that child will consistently be trying to prove to their parents that they are worthy their whole life. Because to them, to that family, they're like, why do they want to do this? This is not, you know, this doesn't look good on my part. I don't want my child doing this. This doesn't make me look like a good parent. Versus, you know, assessing what the child wants and what makes them happy. Of course, you can want your child to be financially stable but when you implement the idea in their mind that their dreams are never going to come true it causes them to have low self-worth and feel as if they have to constantly and consistently prove themselves to people you know and when you feel the need to consistently prove yourself to someone it causes low self-worth and it's so important to unlearn those toxic behaviors so that you can say to yourself, I am worthy. I can do this. I should do this. I don't need other people's validation, okay? Now, in the real world, you know, you're going to need a financial, you're going to need financial stability, but there's always a way to work it out, okay? There always is. So just be cautious and have faith and be strong, okay? And if, you know, if you feel like nothing is working out, I'm telling you, just keep going. Just keep going. Even when you don't want to, just keep going, okay? Because one day it's going to pay off, okay? Now, you guys know I always talk about how every person you meet and have, you know, a slight encounter with is for a significant reason, okay? Let's say you just met someone on the street and they say, you look like a model. Maybe you've dreamt of being a model. So... Just that one person saying you look like a model could give you, you know, a slight bit of confidence. And you're like, yeah, maybe I could do this because you've been put down by other people. But that's how you how you know you need to unlearn that toxic behavior. Like, man, like to a stranger, they believe in me, but to the people closest to me, they don't. And that's that's not good. <laughs> okay. And speaking from personal experience, I've had people close to me, like, try to talk me out of what I wanted to do. And I didn't listen to them because I was so sure of myself and confident in myself. And I'm glad I am because that's what helps people make it to where they want to be. Okay. Let's say, let's go back to the, um, attracting the same person in a different body. Okay, guys, story time. So you guys didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you anyways, I don't know if I want to talk about friendships or relationships. Let's talk about both. So, for the longest time, I would get so upset at myself for, you know, not having a lot of friends. And 
I had this mentality that, man, why does no one want to be friends with me? Like, why am I not good enough? But I would ask myself, now I ask myself, do I want to be friends with these people? Were they giving me the same amount of care and love that I would give out to them? You know? And when you ask yourself that, switch this perspective and you're like you know what this person wasn't really a good genuine friend in my life why would I want to be friends with them and that's how you know you've grown and you've unlearned those you know unhealthy not non-equal give and take relationships okay and you know growing up I was raised to give and not take (laughs) and you know I was always brought up on if you give you shall receive and sometimes you can be an overgiver and you can give and give and give and people will take 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 until you start setting healthy boundaries and you're like okay wait I'll give and I don't want anything back but I'm not gonna give to where they take advantage okay think about it like this some people you can give and take and some people will give and take advantage there's a difference learn the difference okay And just communicate that with them. And if they don't respect your communication, then respectfully walk away. Communicate that. Hey, I don't think this is a good relationship for either of us, but I wish you the best and I will always care for you, you know? And let's say the same thing happens in your relationships. Do you feel as if when you're in a relationship, you're consistently giving your all and it's just not being reciprocated? Take the time, try to communicate with them. If they don't listen, then, you know, tell them how you feel and tell them you don't think this is going to work out, okay? Set healthy boundaries with people, okay? Because when you don't, they will will take, take advantage and probably walk all over you. And, you know, in my relationships, I've had about, like, I think five relationships maybe, I don't really like talking about my relationships at all because like I don't like to look back on the past you know you know my mother always told me people are in the past for a reason right and some people can come back into your life but it can also be a test so you just have to be like oh I don't know my first relationship I think I was a little bit selfish (laughs) um but I did really like the person but we were very young, so I don't think it was, like, a real relationship. Um, most of my relationships I would give because I didn't have a sense of self-worth. And that would cause me to attract the same person in di- a different body. And I would feel like I would constantly have to prove, you know, myself to someone until, you know, I learned the lesson over a multitude of relationships like okay Aubrey, we need to stop this we need to stop you know putting in the effort when it's not being reciprocated back or they know you're putting in the effort and they see it and they're like okay well this girl's gonna keep coming back this girl's gonna keep you know always being there for me because she's a good person or she has a good heart and with all those experiences I had to learn okay stop giving yourself to people who don't want to, you know, not necessarily change, but who aren't 
going to do the same, you know? And I was not perfect in any of those relationships. But the reason why I would, you know, let's say switch up (laughs) is because I wasn't happy or I wasn't being fulfilled or I felt as if I was getting the bare minimum. And I felt as if that's all I needed or that's all I deserved. And I had to unlearn that unhealthy behavior. I was like, no, we do deserve more. We are worthy of more, okay? And maybe spend time with yourself. Maybe get to know yourself. Get to love yourself. Because when you do, you'll start attracting what you need and what you want. And that's beautiful. Now, let's talk about addictions. So... Maybe you're struggling with a binge-watching addiction. You know, like you binge-watch TV when you're stressed out. What caused you to get to that point? And how can we change it, you know? So let's say you're like, I get so stressed out with life. I'm just going to watch some TV and, you know, eat some Debbie cakes and ice cream to make myself feel better. But ask yourself, does it really make you feel better? Or is it just what you're used to doing when you're stressed out, okay? And ask yourself, what can I do to change that? You know, instead of binging, maybe try working out. Maybe try walking around the house with your favorite music playing or something. You know, something healthy to where you're not just sitting down and doing nothing. Um, I used to watch TV. Actually, I don't even watch TV. Like, I keep myself busy. I don't like to watch TV at all. I just feel like it's a distraction. I'm not saying you shouldn't watch TV after a long day, okay? I'm not saying that at all. But personally, I just don't like watching TV because I used to have an addictive behavior, okay? And when you unlearn an addictive behavior, you stop yourself before the addiction comes back on, okay? Like I said with the coffee, the first sip, you know? And that can be applied to alcohol, drugs like the first hit the first sip of alcohol you you will reminisce on the you know euphoria it gives you the stress relief it gives you and you're like man i really miss this and that's how quickly you can become addicted to that you know vicious cycle again so you know let's say someone invites you out for drinks it takes a lot of self-control and self-control is not easy so if you know if you get to that scene and you're going to be tempted to drink, I'd advise to just not go. If you know you're strong enough to go out and say no thank you to a drink, then do it. But if you have a sense of, eh, I don't know, I'd say take the safe the safe route, okay? Maybe, you know, stay home and read a book or go to the gym, okay? You have to unlearn the cycle unlearn the karmic patterns okay only you know what's good for you and what's not okay you are your own savior okay no one else cares about your addictions or your problems okay maybe except for maybe your therapist but they get paid to care (laughs) you know so you really have to be your own advocate for yourself advocate for yourself okay and find like-minded people Find people that have been through what you've been through. You know, maybe you want to get sober. Maybe you don't want to indulge 
and the old lifestyle and old habits that you have you know reevaluate your circle who you hang around is who you become so if you're around people that you know don't have any like realistic not even realistic don't have any like meaningful goals or like and it can be a small goal it can be going to the gym okay maybe they want to get in shape find people that want to get in shape with you okay network with other people find people that match with your future okay let's say you want to be a successful um investor i know investment is on the rise right now find people that do that ask them how they do it and change your circle okay unlearn that comfortable and toxic behavior okay i'm not calling the people you used to hang out with toxic but they are not for you anymore it's time for something new like i said in my previous episode out with the old and with the new okay so start finding people to where you want that lifestyle you want that you want that sense of security for example personally i've started you know getting into investing and i want to find more people that you know are investors let's say they invest in real estate that's on the rise and they become very successful it's not going to happen in one day but it helps when you have a mentor or people that have been through the struggle and you know they see a young person and like okay this person wants to change their life for the better let me give them some advice okay because you guys it's okay to ask for help it's totally fine okay we're all humans we're all trying to figure it out and make it it is this is your message it is okay to ask for help you just have to want the help you have to go out of your way you have to get uncomfortable for a minute okay it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to feel like you're taking a hike and you're like oh my god i don't know if i'm going to make it to the top and then eventually along your way you'll find the right the right signs the right people and then you're like okay i'm on the right path all right and then boom you would have never even imagined that you could accomplish what you did and you're like wow all it all it took was the first step in a leap of faith and i listened to Aubrey speaking of listening guys i did forget but i did not forget song recommendation of the day sweet dreams by eurythmics okay it's spelled e-u-r-h-y-t-h-m-i-c-s eurythmics the song sweet dreams so i'm here to tell you if you have a big dream and you're struggling to get there because you still have some, you know, things you need to sort out internally, or maybe even externally, I'm here to tell you it's going to work out in your favor and blessings are on the way for you. And I'm so proud of you for where you are today and getting to this point in your life today. If you are struggling to get out of bed today, I want you to know that you're doing amazing and I'm so proud of you if no one told you that. I hope you guys have a splendid and blessed day. I hope your day is filled with absolute sunshine and rainbows. I know that sounds cheesy, but I'm serious. And if no one told you today, you're doing amazing and you're awesome and you're beautiful. I love you.